Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, it is Monday, start of a new and wonderful week. Make sure, please, that you have your stuff together. Um, Early elections should be starting pretty soon. You want to make sure that you have all the information you need and not wasting a lot of time. If you have a sample ballot, go over it, make your choices. You can take your sample ballot into the polls with you. If you have an absentee ballot, you can do the same thing or mail-in ballot and do the same thing. Just make sure you turn that mail-in ballot in once you are done uh, because they want to make sure you're not illegally voting twice. So just make sure you're doing that. So as I mentioned, I am still trying to tweak the show a little bit and uh, incorporating a little bit more spirituality into the show. And so I've reached out to a variety of different uh, people of spirituality. And today I've got to thank my cousin for his talk personally. I, I have to um, commend him for um, his uh, outreach and his networking. And, and he has just helped me a lot with nailing this down. And one of our mutual friends and, and family. Um, Dr. Charles Blackman is here with us this morning. Good morning, Dr. Blackman. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Lady G. How are you feeling this morning? I'm doing quite well and very, very pleased and blessed to have you on. First of all, give everybody a little bit of information about yourself and what you do. Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity to let me be on the day being a part of this great power hour. And I want to first applaud you for hosting a show that's concerned for others, especially when you come with real issues, because right now we deal with some real issues. I'm uh, yes, we are. actually a pastor in Macon, Georgia. Um, been in uh, Georgia for quite a little while. As you mentioned, your friend Todd, me and him, we brothers. We just call each other brothers. And um, after the military, I kind of settled down here. The Lord had me. Uh, settle down and have a ministry going on in Macon, uh, the Christian Church of God in Christ. Um, great community ministry. We do a lot of outreach. We've actually perfected the ministry to become the church without walls. So this is part of that vision. Thank God for it because we're trying to reach outside the walls and and reach out to the people that, that normally don't get to hear the word and don't get the, uh, the attention they need. So, But um, I've been there for about 12 years pastoring that church, been in the ministry for oh, longer than that, probably 20, 20 or more years. But I uh, love the Lord. My family and I, we, we put all we heart, our heart into the ministry. And uh, Merritt got 
three grown children and a fantastic little six-year-old grandchild. So um, in a nutshell, that kind of sums me up without getting into the other little specifics. But, but we're excited about the Lord, and we're excited about the opportunity to just be a part of this great show. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking the time. So if you would briefly just lead us in a little prayer and then, you know, give us a little bit of insight in terms of, you know, your thoughts about, you know, a variety, you know, whatever events or issues that you want to address this morning. We'll do that. Okay. If we could, to the uh, listening broadcast, let us uh, go into a word of prayer. Oh, gracious eternal Father, first of all, we want to thank you for this day that you've given us. For we know, Lord, that no day is promised to us, but because of your grace and mercy that we have an opportunity to be able to live, breathe, and move, and have our being. So we honor you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for this host that we are part of. We pray your blessings upon this session. We pray your blessing upon her ministry, that it continue to reach the hearts of mankind. Lord, as we continue to walk through the dark days of this life, we ask that you guide us, oh God. Give us the words to say as we witness to people. Give us the words to say if we try to encourage one another. Lord, we thank you for just the opportunity to serve mankind in any capacity that you would have us to be. We thank you now that you will reach out, touch those that are sick, those that are shut in. We even pray for those that are behind prison bars right now. God, we don't want to leave nobody out because everyone is important to you, God, and we, these are your people. So we pray now, God, that you guide us and strengthen us, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Thank you so much. Man, no problem. As I was sitting here, you know, I was talking to you earlier about what we wanted to, what, what could we share. And mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to you talk about the voting and how you're encouraging people to get out and vote. And it made me think about um, a scripture. Uh, there's a scripture I was looking at, Romans 15 and 1. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans that those who are strong should bear the infirmities or the burdens of those who are weaker. And Weaker doesn't necessarily mean people are less caliber. Weaker sometimes can put people in a uh, less lesser knowledge base. And there, there are a lot of people weak on the uh, aspect of knowing how important their vote is, how important their word is, how important how their fellowship is. And what you're doing is to reach out and encourage the people to vote is what Paul was trying to tell people. Those that are strong, those that know what to do and the right things to do, we should reach out and pull those mm-hmm. along that need to go, should be going. And we, Paul at that time knew that the gospel would not be able to be effective nor successful if we didn't pull those up that were weaker. Well, you're not going to get the right people in the office if you don't reach those that are weaker in voting, being a part of the community activities that we need. So definitely I applaud you again for what you're doing because you, you, the strong ones are the ones that bear their burdens by telling them what they need to do, helping and encourage them. We're in some really, really dark times and hurting times. And for some reason, Lady G, when people are hurting, they, they digress. They seem to shut in and stop. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I believe that people are not happy that the pandemic is moving over. They had an excuse to stay hidden. But but now as it's open, they need to come back out, and people are hesitant. But mm-hmm. thank you 
for encouraging them. And I want to encourage those today that have seized weaker people and those that are that seem to be downtrodden, not getting back on their feet. Reach out to them. Pray with them. Take some time. Many times there's people right in our neighborhood and right at our home that need our help. Just a word of kindness, just a word of encouragement. And I'm asking those that are listening to reevaluate your strength. If you have enough strength to know what's right, tell others about what's right. Help them see the right things and help them do the things. And you can be able to get them to maybe change their lives or become more effective in the lives they have. But I believe, as Paul said, that we that are strong to bear the burdens, that's a challenge. Why? Because we are in such a self-centered time. People are only thinking about themselves. And they said, me and my forward no more. That's analogy. But I believe that what you're doing is going to change some of that. I believe what you're promoting is going to open people's eyes up that we can do better and we can do more. So as we move forward into this season, especially if we look at the holiday season coming up, I pray that God will touch the hearts of mankind, that they will rise to the occasion. And as Paul said, better burdens of those that are weak. Reach out, help, encourage. We never know life can turn around for people just before our eyes. I appreciate the opportunity to come and be with you today, just encouraging people to bear those burdens, their words, encourage, and help those out. Amen to that. Let me ask you, uh, Dr. Blackman, why is it we seem to kind of just want to forget our history, that we think things are over? And the reason I say that is because of all of the work, the tireless work that a lot of our ancestors did, or and even people that are still among us did, in order to secure voting rights. And we're still fighting the fight to make sure that we have voting rights. Why is it that you think that people are so reluctant to just go and do what the, the groundwork has already been laid for already, and that is just to simply go to the polls? If I could use something my mother taught me growing up when we was at home and she, she had these rugged four boys and two girls, she would have furniture and she'd buy new stuff. And she would talk to us and tell us about taking care of it. And she reminded us that one day when you get your own, then you're going to see how much it costs you and you will do a better job of taking care of it. The problem that we have right now is that, we have too many people that did not have not experienced the burden nor the challenges of having to go without, having to fight, having to go through the struggles that those that were in the 60s and 50s went through. So if we don't experience the burden, we won't appreciate the pleasure. And that's because that's another form of ignorance. That's another form of ignorance that people have. And I think that as they continue to see the challenges, they may change their mind. Hmm. It's a shame, though, that it seems like we have to get almost in a crisis type of situation to to appreciate what, you know, what we have or what we had, 
you know, and, and it's almost like starting all over again, trying to, to make sure that, you know, we get, we, you know, keep what we have or get back what we lost. And, 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 and Lady G, if we don't put in a continuous, what we call teaching and training method, we will. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the children that we're seeing that are not voting now are possibly victims of those in front of them that stop voting. And if we don't make it a part of our life, it won't be a part of our life. That's the same. I can understand how it affects us because a lot of times that's the way the church is. A lot of people don't go to church until they need something and they see their Mm. problem. And that's a lot to do because that's what they've seen. And until we make it a part of the children from the time they come, educating them that voting is a a right and a privilege and a necessity, we're going to continue to face what we're facing. Do we do we institute it back into our early childhood schools? Do we teach them about voting? Or do we take their analogy, what good is it going to do? So that's why I think that we have this problem, but it's not a problem that we can't fix. Amen. Glad to hear that. So give us, tell everybody where you are again and, and what, what you do and um, how they can reach out and, and become a part of uh, the ministry that you uh, serve. Well, if you could reach me, I don't mind giving out our, 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 my, our email address. It's going to be cobenter, number one, at cox.net. Once again, cobenter, one, at cox.net. And you can see me on YouTube, Pastor Blackman on YouTube. You will be able to connect with the events and services that we have had. And you can find us on Facebook at Chris, C-R-I-S-P-S-T, Kojic. You can find us on Facebook. And we're in the uh, Macon area, 384 Spike Street, Macon, Georgia. Our service times are 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. So feel free on Sunday morning to jump in, YouTube, Facebook, or just come and visit us in the place, 384 Spike Street, Macon, Georgia. Looking forward to seeing some of you as we continue to promote the church without walls. Amen. I I usually see Macon when I'm headed up north on a sign on the highway, but I may, may have to make a detour this time, next time I go up that way. So thank you so much. You have a blessed day. Look forward day. to seeing you. God bless you. Thank uh-huh. you again. All right. Take care. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the mighty CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment and Sports Networks, Princess Cooper, will be joining us. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. 
That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson & Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, Dee. Thanks so much for being with us. And thanks again to Dr. Reverend Pastor Charles Blackman out of Macon, Georgia, Warner Robins area in uh, the Chris Church of God in Christ. And uh, we look forward to having him on again next month. He should be on with us. I want to say I'm getting my Mondays mixed up. I want to say the third Monday of the month, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll be back. And um, we welcome again Princess Cooper. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gretchen. How are you? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Oh, I know, but I, right now I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you and I, the reason I say that, you and I, share. we share, you know, for, for people that haven't met, we share a lot. We have a lot in common. We like good food, for one. We, we know we both like cold soul oh, yeah. memory. Um, oh, yeah. Have have you ever been to another broken egg? I, I'm, you know, I'm plugging folks yes. that really need to advertise. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yesterday, yesterday I went. Reggie took me after church. Oh goodness! Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> they had this seasonal thing. I was going to get something else, and they're like, "Well, we got these seasonal things, limited time, whatever." And it's, I, I forget exactly the, the correct name. It's like lobster hash brown, some sort of breakfast. Oh my! It, Oh yeah. <laughs> Need I say more? This and I'm heating it up. I, I I was like, you know, usually I just like Reggie thinks I inhale my food. Um, usually I I eat all of my breakfast and I, and I I'm trying I, I'm trying to. He's good about like splitting his, which is is great. You know, portion control, great. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm so glad I did because I'm sitting here and having the rest of it for lunch right now. (laughs) Wow. And, and, you know, they had these, what do they call, city grits? Uh Now, you know, everybody can't make grits. Mm. That's right. (laughs) And I don't eat everybody's grits. (laughs) No, I I may try it once. It depends, you know, and I know there's certain people I'm like, no, we're not getting grits from there no more. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you before I put these in the oven. I even just sampled a little bit of them before I put them in the oven. If you can do grits cold, you got something going. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, I'm uh, not a. Yeah. I'm. I don't. I don't do cold grits, but I love grits, and I don't I usually don't, either. I don't, I, I don't know what possessed me, but yeah. And yeah. people talk about. Um, what they put sugar or whatever I don't put I just Mm-mm. put butter Mm-mm. um in in season it a little bit but I don't want I don't want oatmeal um I want I want grits, grits. and yeah. I know it's a southern thing most people in the north don't don't fool with grits per se and if they do they put sugar well, in it well they do cream of wheat don't they yeah they do yeah, it like cream well, of wheat and that's what they yeah they they yeah. want that kind of taste and and I don't yeah. but um yeah, yes I've been to another broken egg I I, yeah. I love it um I love their pancakes, but um, just overall, the fact that they try to reach out into more than just breakfast, but really, you know, um, combine mm-hmm. the brunch kind of menu, yeah. and I'm going to have to try the lobster hash browns for yeah. sure. Well, like I said, limited time. They said it was seasonal, so that's why I went and went after it. I'm glad I did. Um, wow. And, yeah, they, they're a breakfast lunch place, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and they they do push the early morning alcohol. Just a warning. 
<laughs> what a mimosa? Are you sure? No, don't need a mimosa. We're good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was like, wow. And, and he proposed going this time because you know usually I have to drag him different places. But we've gone a couple times. He likes it, so if he likes it, I'm, I'm good with it. So. Oh yeah, if you can get, you know, him to like it, or, you know, although in mm-hmm. in this house, Reverend Robinson is the. Um, let's go go to out to eat. Um, mm-hmm. um, so he he loves that. And I think that's that whole, you know, mm-hmm. um, industry of being a truck driver for so long. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what is going on? What's been going on? I know one thing I ha- I wanted to ask you about. And I know I'm catching you off guard, but um, have you kept up on um, Brittany Griner? You know, I have. For the most part, um, there's something here in Columbia that we do, and, and, and that's with Don Staley and um, the head coach of South Carolina uh, women's basketball. Um, she puts out something uh, daily about Brittany Griner and, um, and, and the countdown. Um, so I haven't heard since her wife spoke that she was in a precarious position at this time and not doing, doing well. Um, so what else is, are are you wanting to discuss? No, I just wanted, you know, I know that sports and sports persons, um, are in your wheelhouse. So I just, you know, I figured if anything, you would have probably heard something before I would have. Um, yeah, you know, there is, um, uh, America has offered a, um, a deal or an exchange, and they mm-hmm. offered that. Um, it has to have been at least three months ago. And right, because Russia, they offer it Russia, with Russia, another gentleman? Two um, other gentlemen, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, two? Okay. Two, yeah. Um, and Russia has not um, taken the bait or the exchange. It is, they just said that they were considering it, um, mm-hmm. and that consideration is where it is, you know. Um, they okay. haven't uh, done anything to, um, you know, to to push it forward. Um, America says that she's there um, as a hostage and not a prisoner. Um, and from my understanding, in, in prison now, she's part of, um, I think she has to do some kind of work for it. It has been 241 days, Gretchen, 241 wow. days. And I remember discussing this right before Memorial Day when she was um, detained that Mm -hmm. this wouldn't end um, this wouldn't end quickly and that with the war on Ukraine that this would last longer than any of us wanted and that she would probably be a political pawn and and that's what we have that's what we have and um, you know President Biden has met met with his, her wife, his I'm sorry, her wife, and um, she feels better about that. But you know, meeting mm-hmm. with the spouse here in America, um, there's nothing that that will do to negotiate with Putin, um, the right. Prime Minister of Russia, and we know what we have there. <laughs> and I'm not going to engage in in, yeah. in thoughts that I would. Um, <laughs> just, I have some thoughts I've just talked with my husband about. <laughs> it's like, nah, that's okay. We're not going to talk about that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, 
well, we got to keep her in prayer. And, and uh, you know, uh, I would just encourage you, you know, if you want to help help her out is to um, contact your um, legislators, you know, your, and, and yeah. ask them to kind of help, you know, nudge, move things along, whatever, you know, power that they have, you know, to just, just try to, you know, keep the agenda front and center you know, for that. Yeah. That that is it is to keep the agenda front and center, and to pray that she makes it home before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or Christmas, um, oh, yeah. and that she gets a chance to, you know, she's in. Um, Brittany Grant is probably early thirties, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, somewhere in there. Um, mm-hmm. Her whole life ahead of her. Um, yeah. Um, I, I hope that she gets to experience other than what she's going through now. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk to you about is Tua and the concussion issue. And um, I <clears throat> have you heard anything recently about about that? Well, yeah. You know that that's something that we follow. As a matter of fact, on the show we do on Monday nights once a month. It's called the X Files, and we'll mm-hmm. have on tonight. Um, um, a couple former GMs for the NFL, a couple of NFL players, former NFL players and coaches. So we'll we'll get that crew on tonight to discuss this. But um, Tua is still in um, in in um, concussion protocol, and um, he is still in recovery. The Dolphins mm-hmm. um, played yesterday without him again, and mm-hmm. um, the. Um, neurosurgeon that handled Tua on that Sunday and then subsequently on that Thursday night um, he played, had a concussion Sunday. I, I saw that live in the stumbling mm-hmm. and then he actually came back out for the second half and I said then how did he pass concussion mm-hmm. protocol? Well after the yeah. game no. he in the press conference he said he had his back, there was something wrong with his back. But um, yeah. we fast forward, and, and that particular neurosurgeon has been fired, but I think that's just a scapegoat. Mm. Um, in order for um, a player to to be able to then come back Thursday, that means the culture in the building is wrong. Mm-hmm. That, right. you know, even the coaches and the franchise and the owner and the GMs can say, hey, we need to or to play whatever you have to do. Let's make sure he plays. Um mm-hmm. And um, after that Thursday game when he um, went to the hospital in Cincinnati and his parents were actually there and they went to the hospital with him, but he was allowed to fly home with the team. Um, And at that time, he was officially, to me, a sacrificial lamb um, for two straight games in order to win Mm -hmm. a game when really it's just a game. And I know there's a lot of of money involved, but um, it's just a game. I don't see Tua playing again Mm -hmm. this week. his brother, who plays for the University of Maryland, um, played on Saturday and was carted off the field with a leg injury. And um, mm-hmm. I need to update, make sure and update that. So they have two sons, one playing, um, starting at University of Maryland at quarterback, and then another mm-hmm. son playing in the professionals. And they have trouble. They're going to have to split their time now and make sure their children are um, healthy and, and, and can live a long life. And that's where I am, Gretchen, with this. If I were the mom of Tua, mm-hmm. I would encourage him to go ahead and walk away from the game. A lot of neurosurgeons have come out and said the same thing. Um, 
you know, that he should walk away. The trauma that he had with his finger sticking in and in, in, um and stiff yeah. in that second concussion um indicates mm-hmm. trauma to the brain. And mm-hmm. um I'm saddened by all of it. But if I'm his mom, um they couldn't get him back out on the field this, this year. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. But um and I and I know no, that he, that's he should not no, he should not go back out this year at all. No. Mm-hmm. He needs to recover. Um you know, like we were talking about with that, I mean, I had not seen that with um, an injury before that, what, I forget what they call it, I want to say caging, but it's something uh, with mm-hmm. with the hands, you know, stiff and everything like that. And he needs to really seriously undergo a series of tests for the rest of the season, you know, uh, until, you know, the next season where in a decision a decision should should be made at that point. He does not need to rush back right now. He doesn't because life is more than just, you know, and I love football. You know that. But life is more than just that that game. It is a game, you know. He has potential to do more. And he can he can spend that time, you know, just kind of maybe, you know, if he wants to study in terms of how to improve his game. Or he can also be an advocate for other players. Um, and, and you know maybe encourage some policy changes in terms of how how a situation like this is dealt with because I, I just like you said it's the coach I don't care what the doctor says the coach you know and do you have a relationship with that coach the coach should have been you know it's not that's he's just not it's not a you know plug and play any time type of thing the coach should should have said no I'm concerned about you you know your family's concerned about you your teammates are concerned about you. You know, we need you to to step back and make yourself whole again. Yeah, um, and you you mentioned um, um, a relationship um, with the head coach that that head coach hasn't been on that staff. Remember, Brian Flores was fired last year, so he's probably been there maybe all of I don't know eight months, seven months, um, not that long. Um, so um, I'm sure he came aboard maybe around um, March, April, May, somewhere in there. And now here it is October. So I'm sure he's developed some type of relationship with with Tua, but it, it's not. It, it can't be a long-standing one where you know they have all of this history and there's a father-son. Um, well, you know, uh, I mean, let's, um, let's not even talk about the relationship. Let's talk about the character of the person making the decisions. Let's go there. Well, I, I, you know, I really think that there are few and far between with that type of character in the NFL, and, and I'm being serious. Wow. So I think Mike Tomlin is one of those. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that there's 32 teams, of course, 32 head coaches. If mm-hmm. maybe five of those have that type of character where they would say, hey, we are not going to sacrifice this young man for the good of a dollar. I don't think that that's running in professional sports right now where they are looking out for that. And if you continue to be on the sideline, um, you know, your um, your status, your your availability to play um, will, will, will be at question. And when I say that, that means you only get so long. So if now mm-hmm. you're out because your head hurts, you're out because you have a concussion, and now you've been out, out with a concussion three to four weeks, you may not get back on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And 
and those young men know that, and so they they pressure to get themselves back out there, um, you know. And back in the day, we used to say, "Rub some dirt on it, or get some smelling salt and get back out there." But we know better now, you know. Mm-hmm. Science has taught us better. We have more knowledge about concussions. And the head coach, Mike McDaniel, for the Miami Dolphins, after um, the second one. Oh, no, after the first one, you know, or the, no, it was the second one. McDaniels did a press conference the next day, and he said um, um, two is okay. And the good news is it's only a concussion. That it's wording in itself is only a concussion. Um, former football players and existing um, football players said, you understand that a concussion is a bruise of the brain. It's, 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 you know, it's taking an impact and probably hit the skull and then bounce back, but it's a bruising of the brain um, that could cause a clot and could cause death. Um, and so that indicates to you of what you have in, in Miami. And I would have to say that's more prevalent than not across the NFL. Yes, Coach. Why don't you just get only a concussion and see how that feels and yeah. works out for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We are here with Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with the CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper. Oh, by the way, if you have a topic you want to share with us, the number is 516-387-1944. So I heard some sort of, um, uh, I guess, discussion on a radio station when I was uh, out this morning, and they were talking about, I guess, the friendliest cities or something in the country and they they said they were kind of surprised and I was kind of surprised too they were saying that um the um that there was only one southern city and that was uh, Raleigh North Carolina and all the rest of them were up, up north or uh out west or something like that and it's like you know that's kind of sad to me in a way because you know, southern southern cities. You know, I mean, what happened? What has happened to southern hospitality? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I've been wondering that for a while, anyway. And 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 I have to say, while I like, you know, we have a lot of different. We attract a lot of different people here, especially in Florida, especially in the Orlando area. 
I don't want to lose that hospitality thing that we, we were famous for. I mean, I remember my mom told me I had, I guess, an attitude one day or whatever. I wasn't necessarily speaking like I was supposed to. And she told me one time, and I looked at her kind of strange when she said it, but she used to say, even a dog deserves a hello. <laughs> you know, that's, and I was like, huh, what? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, just speaking to people, I mean, sometimes, even if you don't feel like it, you have to just muster it up and say good morning or something like that, or, or a nod, you know, even a, just a nod, you know, because someone may be having a bad day, you know, and that is what turn it around for them and give them a little bit of a brighter perspective on their day, you know. So you're not necessarily just doing it for you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, first of all, um, those days of Southern hospitality are about gone, if not gone. Um, you know, our parents Bring were sticklers about, um, about speak to people. Um, our parents were uh, sticklers about when you are talking to someone, look them in the eye and shake their hand and just don't, you know, and have a firm shake and say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, but, you know, be kind. Um, and, and, and I think that's that Southern hospitality. I've had plenty of um, friends and family and career and all of that come to Florida, come to wherever I was in the South and say, wow, do you know them? No, but we speak. Right. That's, you know, <laughs> you, you know, need to. Um, if you enter a room, say hello, everyone, you know, those are the type of things. And, um, but I think a lot of things have caused um, the erosion, um, and I could I could go a lot about this, but I think the pandemic has really eroded it. Um, we would rather rather be virtual with people than to be mm-hmm. hands on and one on one. Um, I think you know mobile phones has caused some of this. We'd rather text you a note than call you in and listen mm-hmm. voice to voice. Um, and um, and I think the pandemic, as far as the the, the danger of it, has eroded some of that too but i would say their erosion was well on its way before the pandemic and the pandemic didn't help um and i would say that that's still just the whole mask thing i mean um, sometimes i'm like teasing down under the mask but no one can see it unless they know how to read your upper Mm -hmm. facial expression they don't Mm -hmm. know you know and it's like you know you just it's that's very frustrating you know and I, I you know a lot of people are not doing the mask anymore I still do it um in certain circumstances oh, yeah. you know because I'm out a lot and you know I don't I, I just don't know how people are going to feel but there's a lot of people that aren't wearing it but fine if you're not going to wear the mask you know just like that has nothing to do or with me not wearing it though and we're still required mm-hmm. to wear it if we're coming to church um you can't mm-hmm. go in the doctor's office without wearing it um, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's been lifted, you know, of, of course, statewide, countrywide, but it, it's still something. I don't go, um, into Walmart or Publix or any of those errands without a mask on. And I rarely go into Walmart mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, because I don't like self-checkout, but, um, that's a mm-hmm. whole nother show, you know, but, um, Again, just an erosion of those Southern hospitalities. Um, and you'd have to say the social media created some of this too. Um, mm-hmm. And the, you know, the increase of virtual reality, you know, and being able to connect with people on Zoom and and any other of those um, 
you know, uh, venues or platforms. And so that's where we are. But I would say that it was half the country anyway, or the South anyway. You know, you didn't find that. You know, I've been to New York plenty of times and felt like I was bumped around, <laughs> you know. So there mm. wasn't, you know, um, I was well, speaking so high for you. The number one place was the, in terms of friendliness or neighborliness or whatever was Rochester, New York. Oh, wow. It must be really a rural, small, um, and I've been to Rochester, and I don't remember. I had to. But, you know, but um, if that is our barometer now, then they must have adopted small-time living for sure. Well, I say this. I encourage everyone. Let's let's bring it back. We got to bring it back. I mean, it's it's funny. Like, one of the things that I used to like was – we would go to church um, and then go to Sam's maybe later in the day. Mm-hmm. And then we were running the church people. So we're like, hey, how you doing? You know, and the other people are looking like that. <laughs> like, okay, what's going on? But, you know, it's almost kind of like the, the unofficial um, after party or whatever you want to call it, going, going to Sam's. But you, you ended up seeing a lot of church people there. But I think it just, you know, helped with the spirit, of the other people around you, you know, the people, they looked at you a little first, but I think they, they felt a little bit more comfortable or, or at ease because, you know, you had other people there who were comfortable and at ease with each other. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how we do it. I just think that we got to bring it back. I, I think, you know, you're down here enjoying the beautiful Florida sunshine, you know, it, it rains for a minute and then goes away and the sun's back out again. You know, you got the greenery. If, if they don't take away all of the greenery, greenery with all of the building and stuff like that, you got, you, you've got a nice environment around here. You know, be happy about it and share that feeling with other people. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just tired of just, just cranky people. And, and I have to say, oh, wait, I got to say this. And I don't know if I should, but I am. <laughs> this is This is one of your your favorite stores I was in and I have, I'm going to say first the ones that I go to in my neighborhood um, the people are nice and friendly but I went to a Publix coming from uh, I was helping a friend of mine over in Lake County and I stopped at a Publix to grab a little something because I was a little lunchy um, on the way back home Um Lake County is one of the neighboring counties. This this was up in I'm going to be specific. This was up in Leesburg, Florida, on 441. Okay, I'm just going to put it up there. And um, the person in line, the the cashier is just chatting, chatting with this person and stuff like that. And they may have known her, and that's fine. You know, I'm a stranger coming through town. Um, the cashier though when I got up there and I didn't have a lot I had two items I think um did not speak to me didn't say hello and Publix was not known for that down here Publix is usually known for friendlier at least in my area friendlier people uh, she didn't say anything to me she did not say anything until she almost had to because I just stood there I didn't even pull my money out I was in the, I was using my phone with the Publix app anyway um Using my, I was using my phone, so I did not pull a card out. I did not pull cash out. So I just stood there until she looked up and she gave me the price. And I told her I was going to use the Publix app. 
And so she had to kind of figure it out, and then she went on ahead and rang me up, and she actually did eventually say, have a good day. But she, like you were talking about eye contact, there was none of that until she had to tell me what my um, price was. And then the person who bagged my couple of items just handed it to me and, you know, didn't say anything to me and just actually waved me on. <laughs> wow, you know at that, that, point, that was the thing. It's like you know, it's like you bother me, you know, or, or you're in the way or whatever. She just kind of waved me on. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Those kind of those kind of you know interactions um, fuels me and encourages mm-hmm. me. And I usually do ninety nine percent of the time. I go ahead and call back to the store and ask to speak to the store manager. Um, yeah. And and let the store manager know that hey, you know what? My first reaction it was I was going to go ahead and call corporate, which is right there in Lakeland, Florida anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yes it is. Um or but I decided to go ahead and call on the store level and just see, you know, what what you thought and and make sure and take note of names. As a matter of fact, I make sure to ask, so your name, I do have your name right, right? And once you start confirming their names with them, they get a clue then. But, mm-hmm. again, if you, now, if you really want to do a three-hour, four-hour show, let's talk about customer service and where customer oh, service is. Um, and you, you know, know, where you know we, I'm a stickler about we that. that. Mm-hmm. We, we, will do, oh, that's gone. we will do that one day. We're, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do that one day. We're gonna, we're gonna mm-hmm. talk big time about that one day. You just named the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there on that subject, for sure. Oh yeah, so. for sure, for sure. But that, but that's gone. You know, we can talk about um, the supply chain has erupted because of you know the war in um, Ukraine and the pandemic has caused mm-hmm. supply chain to be different. Um, and then yes. of course, you know, we. We have um, inflation, but also there is a lack of people and staff in these stores. Now, I've written by a lot of stores, including Dillard's, about a month ago that was closed two days straight because they didn't have enough staff to open. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I I understand. I went by Taco Bell, and it was the same thing. Um, Yeah. Either that or or you had to go through the drive-thru. The the restaurant was closed, um, something like that. But, yeah, it's it's, – I, you know, the my little evening gig that I do, now, and I have to say this, yes, customer service leaves a lot to be desired these days. People, you, you all got to be a little bit more understanding and, and, and careful who you're talking to and how you talk to people um, because the person that you get on the phone is is not necessarily their fault in terms of whatever's happening with your order, okay, um, you know, and, and, you know, you wouldn't do – then some of the stuff that you all say to people on the phone, you would not say to them to their face. I am almost 100% certain about that. And if you would, oh, for you, sure. you just oh, – sure. you need you need <laughs> some – you need some home training, <laughs> like they used to say. 
Yeah, I think people get with customer Mm -hmm. service on the phone. I think people take it out on them. I I, I think they release all of their whatever that they've incurred during the day. That's the culmination of it. And then they take Mm -hmm. it out on the person over the phone when in actuality the process that happened before they got to you is really what caused it. So I I do Mm -hmm. agree with that. That's a whole other show too for sure, but I hear what you're saying. But but customer mm. service as a whole is gone. And then there are mm. those who believe that they are owed the world when they ordered a sixty dollar pair yeah. or sixty you know, dollar, you know, flatware set or whatever and and really sixty dollars is just not enough, but that that's you know, for another day. But um yeah, I hear what you're saying. And those people that are across the phone that they cannot see and will never see them again, um, you know, mm. all they have is a phone number. Mm-hmm. They really get ugly. They really get ugly. They do. And then the, the, a lot of times nowadays, they just deliberately. I don't want to talk to you. I need to talk to somebody that can do what I. You know, they they will not. They won't treat the person, um, the first person, with any kind of dignity or respect because they figure you have no power. You know. Just just keep in mind oh, yeah. something. Not saying that that's something that I would do. But just just realize that sometimes you can get accidentally disconnected with the first person you talk to. Okay, mm. just just mm. remember that. So that's not I'm not <laughs> encouraging that. But just remember that can happen. And so that forty, thirty, forty minutes that you were already aggravated about waiting for, um, you may end up if you don't treat the person right, you may end up having to wait again. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. not, that's something that I would do, but I know it happens. Yeah. Okay. Again, we are in trying times. And um, I would venture to say, too, and I've said this to you before, that a lot of our social interaction and how we are willing to say whatever comes to mind actually comes from the presidential race um, of 2016 and where we were in this mm-hmm. country. With, with Donald Trump, um, and when he descended the escalator, seeing that you know um, immigrants and Mexicans bring crime and they're rapists and da 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 da, we have we we then you know half um, a percentage half of the country followed that foolishness and mm-hmm. stopped all type of niceties you know um, and pleasantries and just being kind to people. Um, you never know mm-hmm. what people have incurred. And then you're saying, get out of, you know, get out of my store, get out of the country. You weren't born here anyway. Um, I, I say Not for only, all of us who feel that we, this is their country, go visit an uh, Indian reservation and tell them what you think. Mm-hmm. But not only that. That person had the nerve to go to another country to engage with other world leaders. I just remember the the, the video had the nerve to push another world leader aside and yank his jacket and, and tilt his nose up like he's supposed to be um, first and foremost, you know. It's one thing to be proud of your country and proud of who you are. It's another thing to be arrogant and condescending and narcissistic. Yeah, and that's exactly what we had. That's exactly what we had. And and let's say we're going to just 
push all the way forward to January 6th and the insurrection. If that didn't push you away from Donald Trump and the Republican Party or some of those within the Republican Party, then you're just as bad as Donald Trump. Unfortunately, he actually put, pushed some people toward him. That's, there that's you go. the unfortunate part. And there you then go. also, too, the ones that thought they were doing the right thing are suffering now with these sentences, you know, because they thought they thought they were called to do some of those things, you know. Hmm. Well, thing is, they're getting what about jail call time. From God? What about your call <laughs> from God? What about your call from God that says, you know, do unto others that you would have them do unto you? Do you want that done to you? Well, you I know. see more people follow. I see more people um, since 2016 follow Trump more than they follow God or giving their life to Christ. That I've seen, and that in itself yeah. is a change. I don't know any man on earth that will get me to blindly follow them to foolishness like Donald Trump has gotten, and he's taking their money in the midst of it, mm-hmm. taking their money, non-refundable. Um, mm-hmm. Gretchen, we're definitely in overtime for me. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. we're gonna go. <laughs> but yeah, we gotta schedule. We gotta schedule the long show soon to talk about a lot of stuff. Especially gotta talk about yes. customer service because tis the season coming up. So, thank you. Oh yeah, this is Madam season. Princess. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So, You're welcome. oh Gretchen, <laughs> I do want to say yes. Um, yes. I do want to say welcome to um, three young ladies to the network, Sierra. Janetta and Kelly, they're getting ready oh. to launch a new show about work-life balance. And oh. um, um, these young ladies are um, signed a contract with me last weekend or this past weekend, Saturday, and we're going to get started with them sometime this week. They're, we're probably Bring not going to launch the until the first week the in January, but um, I'll That's definitely okay. invite them to the show. Yeah, please. Look forward to that. Yeah. Welcome Thank to you, the ma'am. network, ladies. Yeah. Amen. Welcome. Thank <laughs> you, everybody, for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment tomorrow. It, you know it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We are going to talk about that tomorrow, so please make sure you join us. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Talk to you soon. <laughs>